We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by WinBet. Uh, Jeff Erickson, Chris List here. It's week 17 takeaways, uh, wildly disparate results for our respective NFL teams. Uh, but uh, you you did walk away with the FSGA championship. So congrats to that right away off the top. Thank you. That was nice. Uh, I was tracking it. You know, it's like low stakes compared to the uh, Circa pool and these NFFC pools. But there's like the Circa pool. Then there's like a huge step down. There's NFFC pools. Then there's another huge step down. And then there's like the industry stuff. But there's some money involved. And uh, I faced Mike Clay, who's a very good player and had actually won this league a couple of times recently. He knocked me out of the playoffs a couple of years ago. He's been sort of the Goliath of this league. So it was nice to see right. him. Uh, and he was gracious about it and mentioned it on Twitter. So that was fun. Uh, actually, it was pretty dicey uh, until like the late, the fourth quarter of the late games. Uh, I had a lot of players going. And he, he had Michael Gallup gets a touchdown. I was like, oh, no, he's up like 30, gets Michael Gallup touchdown. But then Gallup gets hurt, so he's out of players. So I had all these guys like Debo and Elijah Mitchell and Mike Williams who'd done nothing. And then Debo gets a bomb, 45-yard touchdown, scores. Yeah. And a couple minutes later, Mike Williams gets a giant long touchdown, scores. And then I was like, I got it. So that was, it was nice. It's so funny because I know that whole moment because I was doing a radio hit at the time uh with Dave Farah and uh it was uh it was fun to talk see that happening in real time knowing that that mattered for me too I have a lot of Debo and Williams and like yeah now I, I'm still in the bargaining phase uh Pat Doherty uh po- posted something like you can see why Deontay Johnson is t- uh is trending last night there's there's a lot of bargaining going on right now it's like please Deontay please go off tonight I need yeah. Deontay I need Chubb one league I lost I lost the Vegas league to Jason Brown unfortunately he uh, chose he knocked wisely. me out too he knocked me he, out too. He had to choose between Burrow and Kyler Murray. Uh, he chose wisely. Murray yeah. didn't play badly, but Burrow went off again. And that was the difference. That was the margin of victory for him over me. So, uh, yeah, Burrow's yeah. going down that Billy Volek career path. It's nice to see. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead and say that. It, it is nice to have a franchise QB. The Andrew uh, Luck, course. the Andrew Luck career path. No, I mean, I said this in my column. I said it would be so Bengals for them to have this incredible win. I mean, they beat the number one seed. They were down. They came back. They get their electrifying, you know, number four, five overall pick to go insane. Uh, and, you know, Burrow looks like, uh, you know, one of the superstar quarterbacks in the league. Everything's great. Uh, and then he gets hurt. You know, the game's basically in hand. And he gets hurt on this crazy sequence at the end. I want to go into it. It's so boring. I was just like, just come on. Just get this over with. I, I actually, Mike Clay had Burrow. So I was just like, please, Joe Mixon, get it in. Or, you know. Right. Anyone, Mixon anyone did other than get him. in on that play, by the way. It's just that they were offsetting penalties. Right. So and matter. then Burrow snuck it twice and almost got in. So that would have hurt. Uh, turned out it wouldn't matter. But at the time, that was before the Mike Williams and Debo explosion. So. Do you realize uh, how perfectly they middled that though? Getting the first down on third and one just so uh, they could, then they could run more clock. Um, and then getting the that. penalty, and then and then right. So like they did, they get another penalty to start. There's there, there's two there's dueling penalties uh, that, and then they got the penalty end zone on fourth down. Right. I mean they the Chiefs stopped them, but it was actually but it was a totally obvious legit call. Although no, but the, the convention the going on by Chiefs fans. I mean, come on, that was that was clearly a penalty. 
But they, I mean, they would have been way better off letting them score because like yeah. that penalty was game over. You know, all they need was a chip shot. They didn't even need Burrow. They just had the backup coming and kneel down a few times. But uh, he almost like, you know, it's a little shaky with the backup QB getting the snap. He got that with two seconds and it was sort of like, you better get that thing spiked. What if he fumbles seconds. the snap, you know? Yeah, they go to, yeah exactly. But that would have been the most Bengals thing ever, by the way, is to have the backup QB in there and he fumbles a snap and can't spike it in time or something like that. Now, the but, only thing more Bengals is if Burrow's hurt. Now, hopefully it's just a, you know, a little sore knee. Or he something. was walking around fine after the game. Yeah. Um, so I I think he'll be all right. He probably won't play this week, though. Here's the thing. They, they've clinched the division. Now, is, is, there, is there value in getting the three seed or the two seed versus the four? There's only one buy. It's just a matter of trying to choose your opponent, but choosing your opponent's not really set. I think the one thing you want to do is avoid the pass, which is you want to get the thir- the three seed. Right, but you en- might end up with the Colts or something. You know, you might end up right. with the, you know, I mean. We, You're we going to get the Colts, Raiders, or Chargers. I mean, that's pretty much what it looks like. There. Well, the Raiders, you're. I think you want the Raiders if they get in. But if the Chargers <laughs> win, I think all those teams are a bit. I mean, the Chargers in a cold weather venue, I, I wouldn't mind. You can't really run the ball and. They can't really stop the run. I actually think the Chargers is a soft matchup. I mean, Herbert's dangerous, and the receivers are dangerous, but I think the Pats are kind of ugly uh, to play. I think that, uh, obviously, I think the Colts in a cold-weather venue could just smash you, and and you you know, you know might lose that game. But the AFC is – I've never seen a conference. Forget about the AFC. I've never seen a conference this wide open. Like, yeah. there is no favorite. The Titans are the favorite because they've got a bye, so they don't need to play an extra game. I mean, they don't have a bye. they got to win in Houston, and then they'll have the bye. And but, given that they lost at home to Houston previously, I mean, oh, it's we, not a we lock, can't take but, anything for granted. And Houston plays hard against everybody. But I, I think the Titans, Mike Vrabel's coach of the year, if they win this game, get the one seed. I mean, that's just sick what they did. You know, they lose Henry. They lose Brown for half the season. They lose Julio Jones for half the season. Um, and they never had him. Julio did nothing this year. Yeah, he did nothing. And then, you know, I mean, to get that defense and just that offensive line and just whoever the running backs were behind them. and to get to that point and play all those teams. I mean, they beat the Rams. They crushed the chiefs. You know, they beat the bills. They beat the good teams. They beat the Colts twice. I mean, this was not, they had a lot of Jaguars, right. t- Texans, t- they lost to the jets and Texans, by the way, but they beat like a who's who they beat the Niners. You know, they, uh, they got crushed by the Cardinals in week one, but they really, uh, given the circumstances, it's like they had almost as bad a luck as the Ravens did. And the Ravens are probably not, you know, not going to make the playoffs. Whereas the the Titans might be the one seat. Yeah, I and they crushed the Dolphins yesterday. I I just, you know, Co- Jim Coventry goes, you know, I think the Miami might have a letdown here. They've gone on this crazy streak. They they played on Monday night, and I kind of dismissed it because they're like, hey, they're playing for their playoff life. They've been playing hard. They're a pain in the ass to play against. No, Jim was right on that one. There's two games I completely whiffed. It was that one, and then Rams Ravens. I thought that Stafford was going to pass all over that, you know, injury rack secondary. I mean, I talk about another good coach. John Harbaugh got that team to play hard, too. I mean, that team had no business even competing against the Rams, but they, they made life really difficult on Stafford. Uh, Stafford just uh, he's just come, came up small and, and what should have been a smash matchup there. Yeah, um, I had the Ravens against the spread, so I like that. I know you but did. I can't believe I took the Giants against the spread. I uh, I knew the Giants were dead. I've watched some of the games. And Mike Glennon, I don't even watch anymore now because it's like, I don't care. Like, it's the Mike Glennon. It's not even like Trough Eli or Daniel Jones or like somebody who's going to make the bad mistake, but it's an NFL player making a bad mistake. This is like, they're, they're, they have a high school team out there on offense. And I don't, I was like, oh, but you know, they sometimes play tough as underdogs and the Bears aren't that good. That was so dumb. That was just giving away one. It was like, of course the Bears were going to cover and smash. Of course they were. That one and the other one I, I screwed up was Dallas, Arizona. I saw Dallas crush against Washington. And obviously the Arizona losing three in a row, they were the buy low, obviously. But I was just mm-hmm. like, Arizona, I, I guess I was resentful after they knocked me out of that survivor pool or something. But I was like, they're not going to do anything against that Dallas defense. And of course they did. Um, and Dak just looks off, man. He was missing open guys. I mean, Tyler yeah. Smith was back. I mean, Dak just there's something wrong with that whole team. I mean, they are the best personnel in the league. The Cowboys, you look at that defense, how loaded it is the offense. This is the best team in the league, but they're not going to go anywhere. And then I I thought about this, you know, look at Aaron Rodgers last three years with Mike McCarthy. They were pedestrian. And now Rodgers, you know, is, you know, 
you know, whether he gets the votes or not, he's the MVP two years in a row, um, best player in the league. And so it might be McCarthy. I don't know what it is, but Dallas is not as good as their players right now. And that's, you know, I mean, yeah, they, you look at that team, that defense, and then, you know, the fact they have Dak and a all world offensive line and Cooper and CD lamb. I mean, this Gallup, this should be, you know, the, the one seed, this should be the overall one seed personnel wise. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree. I think you're probably right. Well, I, I think the Packers, I mean, the Packers are still that notch above. I mean, Rogers is such a qualitative difference over any other quarterback. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe not Brady. Uh, you know, but and Brady made an insane drive with no timeouts with scrub receivers. and no personnel. Yeah. yeah. And just, uh, but it was the jets, but still it was like, he just was like, I'm, we're just going to win this game. We're not going to lose the jets. And remember I almost took the jets in our uh, force the bet and I couldn't quite do it. And then the whole game I was I like, know. damn it. I should have taken this. Who did I take? I can't even remember, I don't know. but maybe it was the lions or something stupid like that. I but, think I took the lions actually. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> so. okay. Give, give Dan Campbell coach of the decade because that Lions team was down like three or four touchdowns with Tim Boyle's QB. And they're like fighting onside kick, playing tooth and nail. I mean, the fact that yeah. that team's competing, you know, midway through the fourth quarter with that deficit um, on the road with two and 13 record with Tim Boyle as their QB. I mean, that is a coach. That is a guy that gets their play, that gets his players to play. I agree. I mean, they, they are remarkable on how hard they, 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 they grind. They grind. And you can see that them, Detroit and Houston both. You know, they they may not be good, although Houston. OK, we got to talk about Houston. I, so you ended up taking the Steelers. So you're still alive tonight, by the way. Uh, I had to look oh, that up. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. I've got the Lions. And uh, yeah, that, at least they battled for me. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know we're kind of all over the map here. But uh, I, before I forget about the, the Texans, they played hard, but about 645 left in the game. They're down 10 points. They're in San Francisco territory fourth and eight and they punt yeah they punt chris mm. what are we doing here i mean that there are two things there are two teams that did like there were coaching decisions that where they you know players don't punt players don't uh you know kick you know they don't surrender games but coaches do uh so there was that punt and then there was the jets against the the the, the bucks fourth and two up four you know, no, I like get you to seven. I, I liked it though. I like no, it. No, I like going for it. Okay, but a quarterback sneak on fourth and two—that was dead oh, on, on the arrival. But I like I like it because they were like, "Look, Brady's going to get the ball back. You know, he has a chance to score a touchdown, at least tie us." Um, and he's like, "If we yeah, get, but this, it's we a win tie. The game. It's not you know you you don't make it, you lose when yeah. Right? But then you go into overtime. I, I think. You have a chance to win the game now with the with this with the successful sneak. No, but it was but it was not. It's fourth and two. If it was fourth and one, I see it. But it had no chance of making. It was dead on arrival. Well, I mean, it might have been a bad play call, but like fourth it's a and horrific two, play call. Fourth and two. I don't know. I I'm, I'm I support it. I think it was badass. You go. You're you got the record. You do is the Jets. You got the Bucks on the ropes. Finish them. You got to finish them. You kick the field goal. You're basically saying here's some free life, Tom Brady. See if you can get back in the game. They See, tried I to finish it because it, it makes it seven. I mean, you're because you give the ball to the uh, the Bucks regardless, either way, and they know they need a touchdown either way. You know, right. it's one thing that if it's one of those go up six things, right? I, yeah, yeah. That's you don't different. you're not incentivizing them. Right. Is yeah, different, right. right? You're not incentivizing incentivizing them to beat you with the touchdown. You're incentivizing them to tie you with the touchdown. You're not even incentivizing because they're already incentivized to get the touchdown anyway, down four. But yeah. I don't know, man. I I think that like so if if you kick the field goal, first of all, they get better field position. So they probably get 20 extra yards of field position if you get the field no, goal. Right? It would have been on the 20. They were, they oh, was it the 20? 20? I thought they were closer than that. No, that's or, the other thing. Like, it's not like they were guaranteed to score after that either. I understand. Yeah, but how much time was left the in the game? Yeah, if they get the it, first down, they really get it down to almost nothing. Because right, there's two timeouts. minutes left. I think yeah. they win the game if they get it. I think it's good. It's two yards to win the game uh, rather than – you but know, run a play then. Don't just do this. Well, uh, I mean, if the sneak, sneak. works, if the sneak works, it's good. It's just that they have a stout defensive line. And also, do you really want Zach Wilson like rolling out, like trying to throw the ball and getting an incomplete pass? I yes, you get it in the hands of Braxton Berrios, who is killing the Bucks all day. Well, I, well, how about do. why not just like you know direct snap it and Wildcat to Berrios or something like that? You know, that would have been better. I'm telling right. you, just it was the it was like a quarterback sneak. And I don't think it was. It wasn't like it was a shotgun. It was just a quarterback sneak. Right. What? What are you doing here? Yeah. But I, I'm um, on board with the go. Uh, the, the thing is, uh, 
That was huge, though, because if the Bucks lose that, you know, I mean, the Packers have the one seed, so that that doesn't matter. But I think this and matters. That's clinched, even. Yeah. Because a you you avoid the Bucks till the championship game. I mean, you avoid the Packers in, in Lambeau till the championship game, which I think is good. You can get a home game. Who won that uh, Rams Bucks game? Did the Bucks beat the Rams. The Rams. One of them blew out the other. I can't remember who it was. Rams beat the Bucks. Because okay. remember, the Bucks are a different team on the road than they are at home. Okay. Although so so this bad. is kind of big because. That's what it was. So the Rams barely winning and the Bucks barely winning. Like these are big things because the Rams play the Niners. It's a tough game next week, but and I haven't looked up who the Bucks play. I think it's someone bad, but uh, the uh, those games uh, are big because this is the two and the three seed basically Dallas lost. So they, you know, they're, they were the two seed. So they're out uh, of, the, of, the, of the top two. So if those teams win this week, you know, Bucks Rams, like where that game is depends on, you know, you know, the, these teams winning and, and now that the uh, Rams won uh, the Rams would, would host the bucks uh, as the two seed. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, and then the, the four seed Dallas would go to green Bay if, if it held, if everything held up. Yeah, it would. Uh, so that, that, that is massive. So, you know, and now, uh, and I'll, I'll get into this in a sec, but uh, I'm now I'm starting to think of all these divisional games for week 18 uh, and trying to find a survivor thing. So we'll talk about that in a sec. But first, a quick note from our consistent sponsor, WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding at WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. So, Chris, I'm already starting to think about Survivor. I'm still alive in my one uh, two-strike pool. I have no strikes. One guy has. One strike. He had Green Bay last night going for him. So I was like, okay, that's didn't have to, it, you know. Wait, there was no You have no strikes. Yep. The whole year. You've picked every year, you've picked every week, you picked Correct. a different team, and you haven't got one wrong. Correct. Why are you in this bullshit week. little pool, Jeff? Why didn't you sign up for Circa with me when we were in Vegas? Because there would have been would two be? other extra picks, I, and I would have missed. Oh, right. Uh, the Thanksgiving, Christmas is a real, that's, that is a real, uh, that it, that really does, but that really changed. Although for us, it didn't matter for Thanksgiving at all because we Christmas because, it did though. Yeah. Well, no, it, well, it might have, but you know, we lost in week fifteen. But Thanksgiving, we used the Bears and Falcons that week. So like that, we we were we didn't use anything we would ever want to use again. Maybe we could use the Bears this week. But uh, anyway, you should have just signed up for that circle pool, Jeff. You can't squander this on make like two I grand. know, I know, I know. I should have at least. You're, you're like, this. it's like. You won a five dollar number, you know. It's like you you did the five dollar DFS tournament. And you won two grand, and you had like fifty more points than the dude in the Millie Maker. Right, 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 right. More yeah, points, exactly. and you're like, dude, this <laughs> this lineup should be worth billions, and now you got thousands yeah, for it. I'm worth. It's just like twenty four season yeah. three, twenty four, whatever season it four, twenty four. Yes, we're millionaires, but we could be billionaires. Yes, yes. yes. Um, yeah. So, I, but it's funny. I was walking Harley this morning. I was thinking about this and thinking, okay, I'm already starting to think about what I need to do for Survivor. And I've got my AirPods on. I'm listening to just Spotify on my, my phone. And under uh, the underdog comes on uh, on my, my play rotation. It was perfect. It was like the, the universe knows I should be thinking yeah. about this now. Uh, Walking the dogs where all your best ideas come. You know, Oscar got me a couple of good picks too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to wait, obviously, this week to just see like, you know, first of all, like yeah. take take stock of all the seating and like who's playing for what, and then once you kind of got that all down, then you start to have an idea. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, but you know, I want to think: Do I want to fade the Giants? Uh, you know, I I do want to fade yes. the Giants, but they're playing the football team. Like, ugh. and it's in it's it, the football team on the road. Ugh, no, I don't. The Giants with Mike Glennon though are not a team. I think the football team. I, I think this line. I'm just going to make up a line right now. 
football team minus nine and a half or something like that. I mean, it's so bad. It won't be, it won't be that line, but it's like Mike Lennon threw 11 passes, completed four for like 22 yards this week. I mean, it's, it's that bad. They just don't even have a passing game. And Joe judge went on this bizarre rant after, and he goes, I have former players that are making more money also that wish they are here being part of what we're being really name them. You know, it's like, don't lie. Come on, stop that. Uh, But you know, it was, it was, and then someone did like try to break down who it could possibly be, and you know, right, four players to what? What is he talking about? Four players of what? You, so okay, he goes. I had I had multiple players because he someone asked him like, All right, what do you have to do to get this on the right track? He goes, we are closer to being there than not. He goes on this long rant. I guess he was mm. cursing in it a little bit. He goes, I have players you, that were formerly on this team. They're making more money elsewhere, but they wish they were here because oh. we. Uh, yeah. Oh, former players that wish they were there. Like, yeah, it, like it was the, uh... totally like Breakfast Club. Many girls in the Niagara Falls area sort of rant. Um, <laughs> right. And it, it was it was really bad. Um, like, what are they doing with this guy? And they already kind of said they're they're down with him. You know, they kind of like. Well, I, I don't care about Judge so much. I, to me, like the issue really was. And I actually, you know, I've, I've said I like Gettleman. OK, I mean, I don't think, you know, but the, the, the stat freaks are like, oh, my God, he, he drafted a running back. I can't believe it. Like, I don't care about that. The real problem with this team, and it has been for the last four years, is the offensive line has been terrible. And they invested in the offensive line. It's not for lack of investment. They took Will Hernandez in 2018, the second mm-hmm. round. They took Andrew Thomas with the fourth overall pick two years ago. They took Matt Pert in like the third round. They took guys. Uh, they made investments. They signed players. Um, and it's just been a fail. They just haven't got an offensive line that's, that's competent. And then, you know, Daniel Jones is, you know, below average but then mike lennon is like not even a credible backup you know mike, mike lennon is the sean mannion he's like a poor man's sean mannion so um he's like nathan peterman i mean that's, he's like that's, he's like nathan level. peterman he's he's below there's no that you can't really go lower than mike lennon in the nfl so i love yeah. how that they he went out of his way to make sure that game was over immediately too yesterday like they they fumbled the snap or got an interception on the very first offensive oh, yeah, just, play bear, that was game over score. right away yeah i mean it was and it just, and it's too bad because, like, I think they have some pieces. You know, Bradbury, Leonard Williams. Um, I, I feel like you know Xavier McKinney came on a little bit. I, I feel like their their team, um, Aziz Azulari, um, seems like a good edge rusher. I mean, they have some players. It's just the offensive line is so poor. And Tony, you know, on the very rare occasion that he's healthy, looks great. Yeah. But their offense line is so poor, and the quarterback play was so bad in those conditions that there was not there's nothing to do because the defense is sitting on the field all day, and of course it it collapses, you know. And so I, I, I think mean, the Lions know, are moving the ball with Tim Boyle for crying out. I know, I know, and that that is, but they do have a good offensive line. The, the Lions, that's the one thing they have. Yeah, um, but a lot of that is coaching too. Like it's like Dan Campbell gets that offensive line ready to play. Like how much. You know, in some ways, like these are all pros and you can't use the excuse of personnel at a certain point. You can't use the excuse of personnel. Right. In terms of just getting destroyed, like you should be able to coach, you know, these professionals to like compete. Uh, and if you can't, then you're probably not a great coach. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't be sad to see Judge go. Um, I think most people want to see him go. I, I don't know that that's but I don't know that that's the thing. I just think for whatever reason, and maybe coaching is a big part of it. The offensive line is just not, and then you combine that with the quarterback play, you're already dead. You have no offense at all. Right. And then you have a defense that's just like, okay. And then it just gets worn down and destroyed pretty quickly. Yeah. And even worse, it's not a great year in the draft. At least that's what it doesn't project to be a great year in the draft for players that uh, could be game changers, uh, especially quarterback, which is, you know, the, the verdict's still out. Daniel Jones, I mean, I don't think... I, I think it's in. I I, I, I mean, he, the conditions were terrible, and I think Jones could be like a decent quarterback, like Case Keenum or somebody in a decent situation. And, and you know, Case Keenum made a Pro Bowl and took the Vikings to the playoffs. I think he could be that level. Um, but I don't think there's a huge danger that if they let go of Daniel Jones, that he's going to blow up as a superstar somewhere. I just don't think he has the, the feel for it. So I'm not really... Right. I mean, Tannehill would be the comp that you'd be worried about because he's this big athletic quarterback, you know, big, right. tall, athletic that would be sort of best case scenario for Jones. But Tannehill was better on the Dolphins even than Jones was on the Giants. Tannehill was okay. Jones is a little bit worse than that. So even though Tannehill was a punchline, um, Daniel, Daniel Jones is kind of a punchline. I 
I think I would just draft two offensive linemen or, you know, depending on what's there, an offensive lineman and a, you know, an, an edge rusher, an offensive lineman and a cornerback, whatever. Um, and with those two top 10 picks, just try to get two really good players. Just try to get two really good players. A linebacker, that's fine too. It doesn't really matter. Just two really good players. And then maybe uh, ride it out with Jones one more year if they can improve the offensive line and then let him go. Don't extend him. And then draft the quarterback in, in 2023. Yeah, I, I think that might be the thing. And it's frustrating because you're like, okay, I want to get that one. I want to address this now, but there, there may be nothing to address. It's, yeah, I don't force it, you know, and, and you could also, you know, jettison Jones, um, take two offensive linemen and then sign a, you know, just a, a Heineke Keenum type guy and just think, okay, well, we can, you know, maybe make the playoffs if our defense is good. But I, I just think like, you want to kind of rebuild this from the foundations and um, and just draft two great players. Don't worry about the quarterback. Uh, I think Jones is just a little below average if everything's better. You know, if the circumstance is good, you'll see that he's average-ish. And then uh, and just live with that and then, you know, get a good pick next year. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I want to talk about a little bit more Bengals because, of course, I want to talk Bengals. But first, a uh, note from a sponsor, a new sponsor today. This episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by HOFR, Daily Fantasy Sports Redefined. No confusing salary caps, no annoying player drafts, just simple multiple choice questions on the stats you know and the players you love. That's right. The majority of HOFR contests focus on single sporting events and only feature questions about popular players and recognizable stats allowing users to make their picks confidently and quickly. Plus, you never play against the house or versus those fantasy sharks. The playing field is level for even the most amateur user to find him or herself landing in the money. Unlike those other apps where an innocent answer or an incorrect answer can end your night, on HOFR, incorrect answers never eliminate you from the, com- the competition. We played the other night and the, the questions were as simple as how many touchdowns will Tom Brady throw? Which player will have the most rushing yards? So make your NFL Sunday NFL NFL Sunday picks with confidence and ease on HOFR. So do not wait another second. Download HOFR, that's H-O-F-R, from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. HOFR, it's everything the fantasy sports world has been waiting for. Thank you to HOFR for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson, Chris Liss here. You know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, okay, the Bengals are set for the future. I, I mean, I think it, the future is now. I think this is actually a critical year, you know, in the playoffs. They get a home game for the playoffs. They're locked in on that. I understand <laughs> next year is going to be great because you've got Burrow, you got Chase, you got Higgins. You know, those guys are year two two guys in year two, one guy in their rookie year. Mixon signed for multiple years. They got a, a left tackle in Jonah Williams who's who's good. They got Hendrickson with, for another couple <laughs> years because of their deal. I understand next year should be good, but I'm telling you, Lightning, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, Burrow could get hurt again. Anybody could get hurt again. Chase could get hurt again. I think they, I mean, it's imperative they go get a playoff win this year and try to make a run this year. I mean, they, they've they shown they can beat the Chiefs. If you can, if you, you get a legit win like that, I mean, I think the it's not pressure is on, but this is like, let's go get that playoff win now. Let's go get, let's go make a no, run not, now. You don't, not just playoff play win. win. Yeah. Wins. You go, go get to the Super Bowl and see what happens. You know, right. I, mean, I, I feel like, um, there's no one in the AFC that can confidently say they're better than the Bengals, right? They just beat the Chiefs. Um, the Patriots are this weird, you know, smash mouth style, which might win, but, you know, they don't know. And then the Titans have done a great job, but, you know, they, they're they uh, pretty thin uh, personnel-wise and their defense has played pretty well, but they can easily be beaten. Um, you look at the Bills, they're kind of a scary team, but they can't run the ball. And they lost to Davis they White. They did They're yesterday, best. though. They, they did. did yesterday uh, against the Falcons at home. But right. in general, like, that's not their style. They throw, you know, a ton. And uh, they were 14.5-point favorites. They're not going to be 14.5-point favorites in any playoff games. So right. I think that it's wide open. I mean, the Bills could come out easily. The Chiefs could come out easily. The Bengals could come out easily. I mean, I, I just think, like, even the Colts, are if they can get in, are dangerous with the the running game. I think Wentz will screw it up, but um, I think any team except the Raiders, uh, and I hope the Raiders make it because the Raiders got their coach canceled in like week four, and then they got uh, a tragic uh, a tragic drunk driving incident that you know ended the career of Henry Ruggs and someone's life, and mm-hmm. yet here they are in week you know eighteen win and get in. 
So the yeah. Raiders are kind of, a, and they're the Raiders also. Uh, and but they're a good story. So I I feel like um, the Chargers, even the Chargers have a puncher's chance because of Herbert. I I think the the Raiders have no chance to do anything. Maybe if Waller came back, uh, they could have a chance. But um, uh, yeah, I think any team in the AFC could uh, could win the conference. And I think that I've never seen it this open. I've never seen it this way. There's no not a single team that I would except the Raiders that are alive that I would say. And the Steelers are alive. The Steelers are alive too. Yeah, yeah, but they can't win it. But boy, I think the Ravens are still alive technically. No, they're not. Um, those teams can't win it. But um, but I've never seen you know six or seven teams with a shot uh, in a conference like this. Yeah, I don't. I actually, I think the Ra- the Ravens are tech- are still alive. Actually, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, I don't see the elimination thing next to them yet. So there must be some sort of like they get to nine and eight and. The Colts lose. The Chargers lose. Because I'm trying, I'm squinting. I think you know. Didn't the, who won Colts Ravens? Ravens beat the Colts, right? No, the, on that the Monday beat, night game. I think the Colts beat the. Ravens. Yeah, oh yeah, the Ravens beat, did beat the Colts. Remember they had the big oh, the Ra- oh, Ravens crazy beat- that night. Okay, okay, so Ravens beat the Colts. So yeah, they would get to nine and eight. Colts lose week. Who do the Colts play next week? Colts play the Jaguars. They're not going to lose. Okay, um, so Colts are in. I mean that's. Okay, so that's okay. That's kind of big. So the but Colts that, are that's what they're, te- so that's they're it. technically it's Col- alive. Yeah, but yeah. Colts are in, and then it's it's Chargers Raiders for the last spot, basically. Pretty much, I think that that's what it's being set up as. And in fact, Chargers Raiders are the Sunday night game next week because it's a win and in sort of game. Um, but yeah, it, it, so it, it, that's because I think that's how it works. Is the, even though the Chargers are currently the seven seed, they've got a better chance of making the playoffs than the Colts because they, but they have to go to Vegas. I think. I think the game's in Vegas. No, so, they don't have a better chance of making it than the Colts. The Colts just have to be the Jaguars. The Chargers have to win. Yeah, in Vegas, that's a tough. I, I get. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I, I guess I'm just. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, put the Colts right. in. Put the Colts in because they'd have to have a total just fall apart against the league's worst team, and then the Chargers Raiders. That's Chargers in Vegas is like 50-50. You know, that's a coin flip. Yeah, I I thought that I thought the Colts would smash the Raiders. I'm not well then again, I mean they had the whole I thought that before the Wentz situation, I should say. Uh yeah. Uh and, and Wentz, you know, he got he had no practice during the week. Maybe that mattered a little bit. He was pretty awful yesterday. The Colts, so they're down three kind of late. They're driving. And they go into the shell, and I, I got to rewatch the game to watch the specific circumstances here. But I saw on Twitter basically like the Colts are playing for the field goal here. They're they're and they did get the field goal. They tied it, and of course the Raiders drove and scored. They could have scored the t- they, they almost scored a touchdown, but that got called back. And they settled for the, but that was actually better because they could like the Bengals they could run clock and not give the Colts the ball with any time they could kick it as the time expired, uh, and that's what they did to win. Uh, it was a little bit of a farther field goal than it was for the Bengals, but still, you know. The Colts were kind of off. They were losing most much of the day. It wasn't like they were like the, the Raiders came back. The Raiders were the team that was ahead most of the game in this game. Yeah, and they, they just don't use Taylor in the passing game. I mean, like the guy's a good pass catcher, and mm-hmm. they were using him a bunch earlier. It's not like because Naheem Hines is always on the field. Taylor's on the field all the time. Carson Wentz just doesn't really look to check down. I don't really, I don't think Frank Reich has done a great job with that offense. I just feel like it's not. It's Jonathan Taylor. And it's like once in a while, Wentz will scramble around and make a mistake or sometimes get a deep ball to Pittman or T.Y. Hilton or somebody. But it's just not – the offense doesn't have like a rhythm to it. It's, it's all just handing the ball off. See, I think they could win any one given game. I don't see them winning four games. I don't see them winning three games. I, I think that's the problem with them because of the, that factor. They're just off a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it because um, if, the, if the offensive line is completely healthy – a dominant running game in the playoffs. You saw the Titans do it a couple of years ago where they knocked out the Ravens, they knocked out the Patriots, and they finally fell short against the Chiefs. But And I think they were winning in that game early. But, like, I think they can do it. I, I think that uh, – and there's no juggernaut, you know, really this year. Um, but I think they have a chance. I think any of these AFC teams have a chance except probably the Raiders. And if, if Waller ever got back 100% healthy, even the Raiders would have a chance. I just It's just the brand is so tainted that it's hard to even imagine it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, yeah, they're they're just kind of one of those teams that's like, ah, I don't know, I don't know what to think about them. Hey, we've gone this whole podcast barely mentioning the big story of the day, uh, Antonio Brown, real man. You're talking about the real man. 
Yeah, so news is slap coming out today. Slapshot. Remember yeah, Slapshot? The movie? I do remember Slapshot. Slapshot. Yes. You remember, remember? I've seen the comparison being made, yes. Oh, you have? Okay. I, I I didn't see it, so I just made it. I'm sure it was obvious, though. The guy start, yeah. takes it off his clothes, skating around the rink. He just pulled a slap shot. He probably watched the movie recently and, and was inspired. And you can't, Bruce Aarons, you can't fire him after the game. You can't fire someone who quit. He's like, oh, you're fired? No, I already left. He just took off his clothes and left. So what was the what was the deal? He, he was benched for something and then he got mad about it. What was the no, story? No, no, um, he remember he, he aggravated his ankle mispractice mm. on Friday. Right. And there was some question whether he's going to be able to play in the game. Apparently, Arians wanted him back in the game. And he said, my ankle's hurting. I can't come in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Arians said, fine, get out of here. Like he basically kicked him off right there. Oh, that's what they're saying. Uh, and then Brown went crazy. Now, maybe he meant just get away from the sideline there a little bit or something like that. Aaron's but... may get the, uh, if he's not careful, he may get the uh, Urban Meyer treatment. You know, it's like you're kicking the kicker. You're telling an injured player he has to get back in after he informs you that he's injured and he can't go back in. I mean. See, but here's the thing. He's Bruce Arians. He's this, you know, cool guy. You know, he, you know, he, they won last year. He's got all this credit in the bank. Right. But you should. No, and, and Antonio Brown matter. has. And Antonio right. and Antonio Brown has Devin. the negative credit. Yeah. So does. no one's going to believe Brown, right? But but that's uh, really biased, you know, because like the incident's the incident. You know, I mean, like what happened uh-huh. is what happened. And I agree. You know, and it's not really probative. And this is why in the court of law, you're not allowed to bring up certain things that are too prejudicial. It ha- you know, you can't just bring up like past things that are not related to the current case. You're literally not allowed. If somebody's right. on trial, you know, for you know uh, assault. You can't bring up, well, you know, two years ago, he assaulted me. If it has no bearing on the current case, because it's going to prejudice the jury so much. Like, oh, he's a guy who assaults people. Then he probably did this one too. You're not allowed to bring that in. It's just not admissible. And, you know, basically people are violating these obviously smart principles to convict somebody. Uh, I That's interesting. It, and, and I'm sure it's Brady not a court will, of law, though. It's the court of pub, uh, public opinion. Well, and that, that, that the rules it, it don't is, apply, it is, unfortunately. It, it is. It is until it is in the short term. But in the long term, you know, there could be a lawsuit. Uh, and secondly, um, how's Tom Brady going to feel about the fact that, you know, one of his key receivers with Godwin out on, you know, his eighth Super Bowl run has been kicked off the team without consulting him. And that the reason he was kicked off the team and obviously they're going to talk they have each other's text. He's going to say, look. I probably shouldn't have done this, the, the strip tease thing that was obnoxious. But the reality is this guy was not respecting the fact that I was injured and he kicked me out of the game. And, yeah. you know, and, and that, now this and, is also self-serving testimony though, too. I mean, in, in, on his side of things here, well, also. you don't have, you, you, you don't have to believe the witness. You can obviously cross examine him and say, well, why yeah. did you do that? What was this whole thing? But, um, but anyway, yeah, we'll see Bruce Arian side of it, but like, Oh, because you're saying that Antonio Brown said, he said, get back in there. And he said, my ankle hurts. This is not like confirmed by anybody else. Right. And that saw this from a Yahoo report. I think it was uh, Charles Robinson that was reporting okay. that this morning. So I'm pro crazy. I'm pro crazy people. I, love I know you are. I the eccentric know guy. I think they get uh, unfairly uh, demonized most of the time. And Brown has done some actually bad things too, but like, you know, the eccentric stuff, like, like who really cares if Bruce Arians did kick him out, let's forget about all the, okay. I don't really care that he took his shirt off and walked around. Like that to me is just, that's just clown stuff. It doesn't really matter. Um, the question is, did he, did he quit on the team or did the coach say, get out of here? That's, I think that's the major question. Like who quit? Because if, if Bruce Arians was the one who told him to leave, then you can't say he quit on the team. Now he did quit on the Steelers, but again, that's that's the same thing. Like you're saying, well, because he quit then, he, he quit now. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so yeah, that, that's tough. And the thing is, I don't find it, I don't find the situation funny because it could be just a huge mental health issue. Um, so I, I tried to avoid giving a take yesterday when everybody else was giving their take. So uh, uh because there's you want to make I mean, light, it could be mental illness, CTE. Right. We whatever. don't know what happened. And so just the fact is he walked off and yeah. he, he made, did what he did. Um, and it's sad. Uh, and yeah. Brady was empathetic. He even used the word empathy when, you know, you should use some empathy. He's still our friend, uh, all that. Okay. If Brady's going to do it, it's good enough. I mean, again, I don't think it's that like, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say this. Like, again, like he took a shirt off and walked out. Like, it's not like he ran naked down the street or he uh, wrapped his car around a tree or committed some assault or, did something like that. He just simply 
walked out and took his shirt off. This isn't like some tragic circumstance. You know, this is not Henry Ruggs. I feel like no. people just group everything together. Like weird thing with a player happened. Unfortunate thing that was bad for his career happened. Oh my God, mental illness. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know, it's just like, maybe he's just tired of taking shit. You know, maybe his ankle did hurt and, and he, he was just like, screw you, man. You know, you're not. And but maybe they're pissed at him because they're like, why did you have that fake Vax card? Um, you know, so they're pissed at him for missing three games already. So there's already like some beef. Who knows? Right. That's right. Um, it's just now they're just trying to do what do what they can with what they have left, which is pretty amazing. I mean, Brady, I, I got to say, I mean, Brady's finding guys that are coming off the street, you know, and they're just. You know, they're, they're uh, you know, what's the kid's name who scored the touchdown yesterday? Uh, I didn't remember the the winning touchdown. The guy who was like the sprinter guy. Yeah, who... track star. Uh, Cyril Grayson. Uh, yeah. This is two weeks in a row. And now Grayson has come off the practice squ uh, squad and made an impact in the game. He uh, he, he had like a decent uh, impact last week, too. This is the guy that barely <clears throat> I don't think he even played at LSU. He was on the track team. He's like a world class sprinter. How many times do we joke about? Oh, you. You know, why don't the Raiders have him if he's a sprinter? You know, right. but he's he went six for eighty-one last week. It wasn't just the touchdown. Yeah, right. he went six for eighty-one. He went twenty-eight years old the week before. This guy's twenty-eight years old. I mean, it's great. He's not Brady, a kid. Yeah, twenty-eight. The, the, yeah. The, the fact that Brady was able to throw that it was a really nice pass uh, that he yeah. threw for the winner. Um, by the way, we haven't we we didn't get into detail about some of the sick Jamar Chase catches in traffic. It wasn't oh like he was gosh. just. Like, it's you one can, thing if the guys like you know, there's like a a. A lot of those big receiving days, those all-time games, it's like there's some defensive yeah. miscommunications of the guys just running free and the quarterback like the week before against the Ravens, yeah, right, exactly. But like that was that was T. Higgins, but yeah. this was like in traffic. I mean, he was guarded and he just made he just caught, just he got if he got up, if the ball was in the air, he was snagging. He it. He mossed a guy right after the guy, uh, like two plays before the KC that defender uh, did his little dance, the gritty thing that all the LSU receivers do uh, after breaking up a pass. Right. Two plays later, he he mosses him and that was yeah. for the touchdown. It was beautiful. Uh, Chiefs were still ahead at the time, but uh, one other thing before we get to it, one last note. But uh, the other thing for all the talk about the refs and for all all the great play that Chase did, the Bengals defense allowed three points in the second half. The Chiefs can complain all they want. The fact is, their their offense did jack in the second half. They scored three points. Well, dude, the Chiefs are not the Chiefs. I mean, they had this big run, right? And everyone's like, oh, it's the Chiefs are back, but. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 10 targets and 60 yards. Tyreek Hill is averaging 11 yards a catch this year and 7.9 yards per target. Hill used to average 16 yards a catch, 17 yeah. yards a catch, and 10 yards a target. This is not the same offense. Travis Kelsey is looking like an old man. Uh, this is not the same dominant offense that it was when Daryl Williams uh, is your, you know, is your main guy on offense. That is not the Chiefs' offense. So. Um, yeah. this team plays defense. They still have Patrick Mahomes, but it is not the same team. And and I think without hope with home field, they were the clear favorite in the AFC, but the Titans have home field. Like if they go to Tennessee or something like that's not going to be an easy, you know, I, I think they should, it'll be a pick them or something, but, but the funny thing know. is in the first half, the first half they were going, you know, the chiefs were just moving it at will. That was the funny thing. It was easy. They, they went three and out on the first drive and they came very short. They punt. The Bengals do a cowardly punt fourth and in inches from like their own 40. Chiefs turn around, score. They get convert one fourth down, and the next play later, they score their first touchdown. And then from there, it was the rest of the half, it was just breathtaking how easily they were moving the ball against the Bengals. So it was crazy. Darrell Williams couldn't be stopped. Uh, the Bengals tried to bring pressure to Mahomes, and it did not work. Uh, they were just, just really just uh, Mahomes. It was getting plenty of time still and was picking apart the Bengals. So I think the Bengals in the second half, they adjusted. They stopped trying to blitz Mahomes and it worked. Um, so I thought that was interesting. All right. Uh, before we got, we got a couple more things to talk about, but quickly a note from our new sponsor, Skybox. Skybox Sports Network is your hardcore source for odds and sports tickers. Skybox Sports has been creating an entertaining and relevant products for restaurants, sports bars, Casinos, race, and sportsbooks, arena, sportsbooks, arenas, and stadiums for years. Now you can bring a little Vegas into your fan cave. Skybox's low-cost and state-of-the-art Wi-Fi platform is a simple and affordable plug, play, and activate format. Skybox Sports Tickers brings you live odds, propositions, fantasy scores, hires, fires, trades, 
Breaking news and recaps with in-depth coverage for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, UFC, specialty events, and more. Visit skyboxsportsnetwork.com and use promo code ROTOWIRE5 for a 5% discount off your order. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks to Skybox Sports. Thanks to the Blue Wire Network for your uh, hosting of our podcast all season long. Uh, and for those ads there, thanks for your indulgence in hearing those ads. Appreciate you guys as the listeners for that. Um, the Cowboys, I mean, they, they did a lot. I mean, they, they turned that into a game, uh, which is kind of crazy uh, late because Arizona was just they, just hammering them. But the Cowboys got this run. They got their two-point conversion to get it within three points. But they didn't have they didn't have any timeouts left. That was probably a fumble on that play, but they couldn't challenge because they were out of timeouts. That's kind of on McCarthy. I mean, you can complain like, okay, maybe it should be automatic, but it's not. The rules are the rules. It's before two minutes. I thought that he wasn't down on that you play. You can't need to count on a turnover anyway. I, I, I right. thought it, was, it wasn't a fumble, but either way, I mean, it's just like, dude, you basically, your offense didn't do enough, and then your defense had a chance and couldn't close the deal. So if the defense had been superhuman and just stopped them, uh, they would they would have had a chance to win. But the offense just, didn't do enough all game to the point where it was like all or nothing for the defense and the defense couldn't get it done. <clears throat> I felt like it was just, they just weren't quite, um, they just weren't quite good enough to get in position to have a chance to win. Not only did they not, you know, win, but they didn't even have a chance to get the ball back with a chance to win. Right. Uh, and so there that's like two removed, right? If you, if you have a final drive and fall short, you can say, Oh, we almost did it. You didn't even get the ball back. So um, the Cardinals were the better team the, they let Dallas back in, but they had enough to close them out. And I'm kind of bummed that I took the Dallas and laid the wood, even though Dallas looked so Damn. dominant against Washington the week before. And you know about recency bias, but I just thought, look, yeah. Dallas really hasn't had Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, all these guys, uh, digs all at once in the lineup all at once all year until a couple of weeks ago. And ever since they did, their defense has been the best in the NFL. I mean, for a couple of weeks, it just looks nasty. Uh, and then the offense got Tyron Smith back and they, you know, and so I'm like, okay, the Cardinals are, are in free fall, but Cardinals it was a been, double recency bias. It was, it was great double Cowboys and terrible Cardinals. It was buy low, sell high, but you know, of course, sometimes it's buy high and, and, and sell low, you know, when, when something's in free fall, get rid of it. You know, the giants were a sell low, just stop, stop taking the points they're they're in free fall and some teams are a buy high they're they keep playing well keep buying green bay they keep covering you know so um they didn't cover against the browns two weeks ago but point is that that you want to uh you can't make any of these rules i i sort of bought into dallas's defense but there was that game yeah. against washington before they blew out washington where they were killing washington and then washington got completely back in the game uh, and it was like, what's, is Dallas soft? Like, what's their problem? Why can't they finish this? 
And I felt like Dallas, I mean, this is like a cliche, but they, they lack heart. They just don't have a lot of heart. They've got the skills, but I, I just watch them like back there when there's adversity. I just, they just lack heart. They just don't overcome. And that may just be, uh, you know, they've lacked heart so far this year. And that may not be probative of what's going to happen in the playoffs, but it makes it hard for me to really back them, even though I think their players, again, top to bottom of their roster, it's number one. It's the best roster in the league. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, it's wild uh, to see that. And I don't know I mean, what, what to do with Dallas. I don't in the playoffs. I don't know what to do with them. I, I mean, who do you trust right now? We, we've talked about this. How many times have we said, who's I trust really the, good? I trust the Packers. I trust, yeah. I trust the, I mean, really just the Packers because the Bucks. Without Godwin, and now Antonio Brown is gone. Yeah. I mean, this is thin. You know, Mike Evans is good, but he's not even 100% yet. And yeah. Fournette was a pass catcher for them. Now Lev Bell's getting the most snaps among the running backs. Um, I trust the Bucks, but I don't trust them that much. Um, I, I I guess number one, the the Packers. Number two, the Bucks. Number three, the Rams. The Rams are very thin, though. They're so lucky to get Odell Beckham. I was talking about this with Mario. Like, if they didn't get Beckham... Their number two receiver is Van Jefferson, who should be like a three or four. They've got this Skoranek guy who's like should be a practice squad guy who's like their number four net right now. No, have, he's, he's better than that. I think Skoranek's better than that. He was I drafted. He's, I mean, um, he's pretty he's pretty weak, but like that's it. Like they don't have any depth. He'd be playing like every down if if it weren't for Odell Beckham. So they're by thin. the way, who, who had that he has worked out. Oh, he's five great. touchdowns with the Rams. Well, he, he made, caught the game-winning yeah. touchdown, and he made a great third-down catch too, with like one fourth hand. Down uh, fourth, fourth down catch. Fourth down catch. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's he's been. They're so lucky they got him when Woods went down. They needed him. Um, so, you know, so the, I, you know the Rams, they're they're very top-heavy with their stars and scrub. They're real stars and scrubs. And so, really, the Packers in the in the AFCs. The, 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 I mean, the NFC is the team I trust. The AFC. Um, the Bills are the, are the most trustworthy. I don't know. Josh Allen threw a couple of picks this week, and I, I don't really trust yeah. anybody in the AFC. I mean, the Bengals are good. I mean, you should be excited, man. I mean, they I can lose excited. in the first round, but they, they could also win the, you know, there's really nobody. I think Green Bay is the most complete team. <clears throat> Offense, defense. Um, uh, Rodgers is just playing at a level. It's just so easy. I don't see teams everybody's open. There's always the right decision. When he's under pressure, he shovel passes to somebody. There's just no sacks. There's no interceptions. Rodgers hasn't fumbled this year. He has four picks and no lost fumbles. Three That's fumbles, crazy. none lost. I mean, this is clean. And then the, the defense is pretty good and the running game's good. So this is just, this is the best team. And um, I think they'll probably win the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, they, there's still a dog versus the field, obviously, but there's just nobody, you know, the Bucks could beat them. The Rams could beat them. Dallas could beat them. Um, maybe Arizona, but I don't know. You never know. But but I, I think the, the the Packers are by far the team that you'd want. You know, if we're going to do like, okay, you've got one team and I'll give you three to one odds. Um, you you got to take the Packers, right? There's no one else to take. Yeah. And you do have them in our, our side bet, the four, pick four team side bet. Uh, you you have the Packers, Bucks, Chiefs, and Pats. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my picks have held up decently. Uh, the the problem is those two AFC teams are just like I'd way rather have the field than the teams I have. Like I have Chiefs right. and Pats, but you have the Titans, Bills, Bengals, you know, and the others. Uh, and then in the NFC, I'd rather have mine than the field. I'd rather have Bucks and Packers than the field. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, it's it's really. The, you know, Packers clearly you'd rather have. It's the question is, do you do you want to have the Bucks or the Cowboys or the Rams? Basically, or, uh, I mean, I don't know if I would trade my teams for other teams. I might trade the Pats for like the Bills or the Titans, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's not like if I had to pick four right now that I would be that, you know. Or I might trade the Pats for the Rams or something, you know, just in the, yeah. in the NFC. But do I really want three NFC teams for this bet? Yeah. The uh, the Bills might be your fly in the ointment. I I actually think the Bills are the best team in the AFC, uh, but the Titans beat them. You know? <laughs> so, um, and the Bills are on the road. I mean, the the Bills yeah. right now are the uh, four seed. They're behind the Bengals. I yeah, and I, I understand all of that, and that's a, that's just the problem. I think that they should be the best team, but they're they, they might they played themselves into this position. They are where they are. Um, so that that's that's wild. So, um, well, I want to finish with Rashad Penny. Non non playoff note here. Penny went crazy again yesterday. This time, I mean, granted, it was against the Lions, but 
he's looked really good. He helps it helps be the fresh guy right now. But where how many running backs go before him next year? And are you going to be the guy that's taking him? Uh, a lot. Well, it really depends on like the situation, right? Chris Assuming Carson. that he's a starting running back. Uh, I'm just going to start over. Okay. Okay. That he's, a, okay. he's a starting running okay. back. Okay. Three things have to obtain. One, he's a starting running back. Two, clean bill of health in the offseason. No like offseason surgery. I'm going to assume that, like that too. Okay. And three, Russell Wilson is the quarterback or somebody else that's like, you know. Credible. Uh, Credible. Yeah. It doesn't have to. I mean, if if and this is possible, I don't think this will happen. But you know, Russell Wilson of the Giants for Danny Dimes and two first and their two first rounders. Well, in that case, um, maybe Jones behind a better line would be credible. I don't know, but you'd definitely be a, a harder sell for Penny. I think he's like, in my opinion, a fourth round pick. Um, I I, I could see maybe I won't get him. Maybe someone will take him in the second or third. But the injury history is so mm-hmm. significant. Um. And I, I asked the question and every, like the response was universally. I won't be there for that. Oh, 20, but I'm not going there. 27, you know, like I think I'm going to 27 overall or 27 in, in, in 27 in running, running backs. Um, oh, no, no way. No way. It'll, it'll be the fourth round pick. Um, I have a know. feeling I'm going to get a lot of him this next year because yeah. I, I want to get just, some of these receivers early. Um, and that'll be the guy. Well, I mean, there'll be him. There'll be Ramondre Stevenson. Like, where's he going next year? Well, it depends. I mean, Damian Harris still exists, right? But you know, <laughs> Damian Harris a, is really good. He's pretty he just good. Gets yeah. hurt in yeah. his own res- in respect, but so you got Ramondre, you got Javante Williams, right? Like, he, is Melvin Gordon still going to be there? So, like, where's he going to go? Um, you have guys like DeAndre Swift. Where's he going to go? <clears throat> You've got guys like there's a lot of running backs in this area. Swift will probably be a yeah. little higher, but there's a lot of running backs in this area um, that are in play, you know, and so. There's the obvious running backs, but then there's, you know, where's Zeke Elliott going to go next year? I would you know, take, where, I'll, I'll, I'm going to stake one claim, Penny over Elliott next year. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, it's hard to go wrong fading Elliott at this point because he just doesn't have much left, but yeah, I I have Elliott in a couple championship games. So I was a little, uh, a little, a little extra salty today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I had him in mind, but uh, luckily Elijah Mitchell and Ramondre uh, took care of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I need Deontay. I need Chubb. I need both tonight. I've got some chances. One I've lo- already lost for sure, but I need Deontay to go off. Um, so we'll see. Probably won't happen. Cleveland's actually a pretty good defense. So probably where's Deontay going? Happen. And we don't know who the quarterback is. You know, where's Chase going? Yeah. What about Chase? End of first round? I think second round, like kind of where Jefferson was going last year is where I'd put Chase. Yeah, but Jefferson should have been a first rounder at the end. So like exactly. I, 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 I think I think Chase goes like 112, 110. I mean, the talent is just off the scale, man. And he's got Burrow, and they're just like totally connected. I mean, the Bengals are going to be expensive in drafts next year. Higgins sure. and Boyd are still there, you know. So like, and they're good, and they're going to get targets. But um, it'd be weird. Yeah, just to have think how team. they got that. They got they got Higgins at two point one last year. Think about that. That they got him too as, as another guy they can build around. Now I think Burrow helps make him a little bit. Um, it's it's always when you go back and look at these drafts it's always like okay well yeah he's a bust but then you look at who they have as a quarterback throwing it to him too sometimes you look at system you look at environment and that makes a big difference too oh it's, it's huge but i think chase is i mean i think jefferson chase adams if he's with rogers cup probably i mean i don't know mm-hmm. and um who am i missing adams cup I mean, I don't think Debo will be a first rounder. Uh, he doesn't get enough targets. Uh, but Hopkins gonna be a, is, is long gone now from that. that Hopkins equation. is gone. Metcalf. Oh, thanks for nothing, dude. Oh, oh now you get your three touchdowns. You know, like yeah. after um, you know, after those teams are gone, the team that was the Wavos League that was the sixth seed, but I got knocked out because a, a lower seed had more points. The last seed's more points. But as Bennett was talking about our producer in XM, he's like, it shouldn't be most points if you're the sixth most guy. It should just be if you're like the second or third top three in points and you weren't going to make the right. playoffs. So some guy beats me on points, even though I had more points than the fourth seed. Why don't you just knock out the fourth seed then? Why are you knocking off the guy with more points, but the six seeded wins, right? So if you're like half and half. So that team had Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf, Rex Burkhead, <laughs> Devin Singletary, you know, all these guys that went crazy in the playoffs. And of course, like it didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, when you're counting on Rex Burkhead to carry you to the playoffs, Beasthead. Oh, no. Beasthead. Never knock Beasthead. (laughs) Do not knock Beasthead. 
All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thanks to uh, WinBet for your uh, for their sponsorship all season long. Uh, we got uh, one more week of the regular season, then we got playoffs. Uh, so, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, good luck, and if you need something tonight, take care. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.